Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. You are not just a person. You're a soul with a path of evolution. There is a bigger picture here, a reason for what happens to us. When we discover this deeper meaning, we receive freedom and abundance. Each week, we will be discussing matters relating to the soul, spirit, and cosmic energies. Learning how to incorporate all of these aspects into living an abundant and happy life. Isn't that what we all want? Dr. Vicki's transformational program uses intuitive and well-proven methods to identify the root cause of what is preventing success, to help bring positive change, the change your soul is crying out for you to experience. If you're lonely, sad, and stuck, then listen into the show and find out ways to become free and happy. It's easy to call into the show or simply listen. Either way, sit back, relax, and enjoy living your soul's journey. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki, and I am so happy to be here this evening. I have a wonderful opportunity just to talk, and I just love to do that. And I uh, welcome anyone who wants to call in and share in the conversation. Tonight, we are talking about what's it all about? And I know the first thing that comes to mind is what's it all about, Alfie? But you know what? That's not what we're going to talk about in the way as far as Dionne Warwick's song, because, oh, boy, she's one of my favorites. What I want to talk about is what's it all about to you? We all are living our soul's journey. And I just finished watching, probably for the 50th time, Steel Magnolias. And every single time I watch that, I just weep because it is, it's like Beaches. Um, it always reminded me of my, my childhood friend, Beaches, because when I was growing, when my, my child was growing up, I always said, you know, if something happened to me, I wanted her to take care of, of my child. Thankfully, nothing happened, and we probably everybody was relieved by that because I don't know that she would have wanted to do that. But anyway, it isn't necessarily what I would do and say, well, what's it all about might be a completely different story than what you would say. And personally, I am studying Buddhism now and Hinduism. I'm looking at Christianity. I'm looking at all of these different philosophies and I look at what inspires people and groups of people. And it's amazing to me because I've been in really reading Buddhism because I love their principles. I love the way they have the explanation of how they love to inspire in their life and meditate very much, I shouldn't say very much like Hinduism, but at least some similarities in that they want to do good for humanity. Now, where I, I guess where I would, if I were a true Buddhist I would um, have a problem like if there was a wasp coming at me, you know, I might have to do something. So I'm not quite sure that I understand all their philosophies and all of their their ways of doing things. Hinduism is very much like that, though, because they're devoted to meditation and yoga and one's dharma or purpose. And I want to share my inspiration about BBS radio 
because as you all know, many months ago, there was that fire in Paradise, California. And as I was sharing with Doug and Don, both of them were such an inspiration to me because I saw the purpose that these guys have and had at that time to get this BBS radio, the greatest on this planet, back in operation again. Yet, you know, there's their home is gone, their families are having to go through all of what they went through, and yet they had this purpose, and it's that purpose, y'all, it's that purpose that keeps us going, and that's one thing about the Hinduism that I absolutely admire so much is that they live their lives according to their dharma or their purpose or their role. And I have found in the last, I don't know, maybe a couple of years, that most of the people that I talk to, including myself, have issues with purpose. And I finally got all mine squared away. Yet when I was talking to a family member, purpose was the word that kept coming up. What's it all about? Well... There are a lot of things that it can be all about, but purpose is one of them. If we wake up in the morning, y'all, and we don't have a reason for getting up other than to, say, walk the dog or whatever, then that can change our perspective on living. And I think one of the most touching cases of purpose came with my own family member. I have um, lived with my mother, of course, all my life. And when she got up in the morning, even when she was elderly in her 90s, her purpose was to feed the squirrels and to feed the birds. And it was such a strong purpose for her that, and and of course, doing that allowed her to go outside. So that she, therefore, she was outside and she was part of nature. And when the doctor told her that she was not going to be able to do that anymore, within a week, my mother was gone. So purpose is such a powerful powerful dharma, if you may, or reason uh, for what it's all about. Now, I have learned through my life that there are three aspects of living that we all share. It doesn't matter if you're Hindu, Christian, Buddhist, don't even believe in anything, although I'm sure there's something that that, uh, you believe in. But there are three aspects of life that I have found even with pets, and I'm a very big pet person, and I I will share a little bit about myself a little later in the show for those that have not listened to Living Your Soul's Journey in a while, but there are three things. Survive. We all want to survive. The second thing is to be appreciated. We all want to be appreciated, and the third aspect I have found universal is we want to be acknowledged. So when we have those three aspects of our lives, it's funny how we can move on. But when we are not 
feeling like we're able to survive abundantly or appreciated for anything that we do. And I'm talking about real appreciation, y'all. I'm talking about that aspect of ourselves that we want to be loved for no matter if we have money, no matter if we have a nice house. We want to be appreciated for who we are, for, for just that, just for being who we are. Let's just say our, our name is, is Kay. Kay wants to be appreciated for just being who she is. And I sometimes wonder is as we go through our lives and we ask, what's it all about? Do we really know who we are? Do we really know what we really want to be appreciated for? And I have to share that as I've gone through my life, my daughter has learned that sometimes it's just nice to tell mom, you know, I appreciate you. You know, you've done this for me and you've done that for me. Thank you. Because we tend to, especially in our families, we tend to not always thank those little aspects of life that so deeply affect us. And I feel that that those three aspects, before we get into anything else, if we can remember the survive, appreciate, and acknowledge, it helps us in our relationships. Now, in relationships, I'm not always talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about people that we relate to, whether it be in our work, in our personal lives, or just in places that we live close by. And when we, when we tend to relate to people that are similar to us, we tend to get along better with them. But if they're different than us, we tend to judge them. Now, maybe you're perfect, but I'm going to tell you flat out, when someone's a little different than me, I have to really adjust myself to say, okay, what might that person really be thinking when they act a certain way? And I'll give you a great example of something that happened to me uh, just this week. I'm a nature person. I love trees. I don't care if the tree is falling. I live out in the in the middle of the woods, and uh, I don't care if the tree's falling. It helps um, arborist, who's one of my neighbors, says it helps actually the ground when you just let the tree uh, kind of you know just continue to be there as long as it's not hurting anybody because the birds and other creatures can be a part of that and it gives them a home and so you know it's it's that whole viewpoint of it well interesting enough in the neighborhood that I live in and it's not a neighborhood like in the city or anything like that but it, it does have other houses and maybe they're acres away but they're still there and all of a sudden you start hearing all these trees falling and all this commotion going on in the neighborhood. And being that I'm an empath, I was starting to feel just a little discomfort in all of that because I'm very aware of how trees feel. If you bless them, it's one thing, but just to chop them down after they've grown so beautiful, after years and years and years of life. And so it was a very, very difficult situation. And so 
when I had it actually happen next door to me, boy, it really had a profound effect on me. And I was by myself. I didn't have any family member with me. And I was about to take the dogs out for a walk. And all of a sudden, I see everything's just falling, chopping down and all that. And so I went to this person, uh, people that were over there, actually, and I asked what was going on. Well, the first thing that got, well, what happened was I got verbally attacked. And so looking back on that, now that was about five, four or five days ago, it really helped me to grow because it, it upset me. There's no doubt it upset me. And so I really took a look around that situation and said, wow, you know, Dr. Vicki, you could have done a lot better in this situation. I mean, really what did you learn out of this? And so later in the show, I want to share with the three things that I went through and how I want to share with you, because one of the reasons why I do this radio show, and I've done it for years and years and years, and then I get off for a little while. I got off when my mother passed away, and I'm getting back on again because I'm a counselor, and I advise, and I also coach. As a transpersonal psychologist, I like to see people get to the root of their issues so that they can live more abundant lives for their soul's journey. I have no idea what your soul's journey may be, but it certainly is something that you would want to live. And the way that I would live my soul's journey might not be the same way that you would live your soul's journey because we are two entirely different souls. So when you have situations like relationships, whether it be a neighbor or a career that you're in or a family member, there are reasons why people do and say and act the way they do. They're coming from maybe an entirely different background than you are, so that if you were to ask them, what's it all about? Well, you never know what they might say. They might say it's about having a nice house. It might be, depending on their age, how many trips you get to take or how many people they date. Or if you're in school, it would be, what's it all about? Oh, gosh, I've got to get better grades. Or I've got to enjoy studying a little bit more. I've got to finish my career so that I can be a psychologist. I know that's what I have a family member saying. I've got to be this. This is, I know without a doubt, that is what I want to be, a psychologist. So she has a purpose, getting back to... What's it all about for her? Purpose. She struggled for years learning. And these are, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-olds, y'all, that are in school now that are expected to know exactly what they're going to do for the rest of their life, which, you know what? I don't know about y'all, but whoo. I mean, at 16, I don't don't remember having a brain, but I'm sure I did. Obviously, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't, but I don't remember much about it. (laughs) I don't remember um, knowing much about what I wanted to do except just sing. That's all I ever did was just wanted to sing. And and, um, I can remember my sister saying, you know, uh, Vicki, you really need to read more. You need to learn more about life. But no, all I cared about was singing. So everybody's on their own path 
when they get there and how they get there. And that's what I love about what I do is that I get to help people find that path and help them to stay on that path in a way of contentment so that they actually feel happy. Sometimes things don't always unfold. You know, there are two aspects of life. There's the way we're supposed to do things, our plans, and the way we're supposed to live our, our soul's journey. The second aspect of it is timing. And I know that you've probably heard this expression that when we make plans, God kind of laughs at us because God may have a, a different plan for us. And I always think back on a, on a um, celebrity that I always used to admire, still do. And uh, she was a fabulous singer and still is. And at the time that she wanted to be really go after her career in Nashville, her, her family was killed and she had to take care of her younger uh, siblings. And it stopped her career for, I don't know how long, I haven't read the book for a while, but, and then all of a sudden she did what she was supposed to do to care for her younger siblings. And all of a sudden her soul's journey opened up. It was a timing issue. She was going to be a singer. And she met the right person at the right time and became one of the biggest stars and remains a big star. And I'm talking about Shania Twain. And I've read that book years ago and I didn't put two and two together. But what it was was she had a soul's journey to be a singer and a famous one and a great one. But she had the timing issue was off. And so when we are living our lives, we have to remember that if something that we know we're supposed to do and we love to do it isn't always happening at the right moment that we expect it to happen, it could just be a timing issue. And I'm studying right now on how to get a better sense of timing. Now, an astrologer can do an incredible job. And by the way, y'all, I have uh, Steve Damas, who is my personal astrologer, is going to be on the show um, on March uh, 19th. And when we rerun it, I will also let y'all know. It'll always be on the BBS radio um, website so that you'll always know what the next show is going to be. So if you didn't get to hear it or you can listen to the uh, archives on it, but he helped me to learn that timing is, is a really, really key issue here. Now, I want to ask you, how do you stay in control? How do you stay in control when someone comes after you, attacks you verbally, you're at work, someone says something to you that is just flat out rude or off the cuff or offends you or isn't just flat out in your world incorrect. How do you stay intact with that? And, you know, feel free to call me if you, uh, you can call in if you have uh, something that you can add to this because it's a very difficult situation sometimes in our lives. We don't want to just walk away because sometimes you can't. You do have to respond. I mean, it can't, you just can't walk away from everything in your life. If you're in, in a classroom and the teacher says something to you, or if you're in a relationship and your spouse says something to you or, or work or whatever, you can't just walk away from things. So it is the 
big issue is how do you stay in control of your emotions without being fake? And I'm going to tell you, living in the South all of my life, I think that is the one thing that we always tended to do. We learned to control what we say and how we acted, but we weren't always real. And we went back afterwards, uh, at least the southern parts that I lived in. I was from Mississippi and South Carolina, of course, Georgia. And we kind of uh, learned to just say what you had to say to get out of the situation, which isn't so bad all the time. But then after that, you would still be upset for a while. And so I don't know that the northern folks are more blunt about what they feel and or what they're saying at the time and I'm not you know I've questioned that along through the years what's a better way of doing it because when you're from the south and someone I had a real hard time uh, when I first went up to New York because I thought everybody was going to be real blunt and all that well I didn't find it at all I found them to be very friendly and some people would say well they'll say exactly what they feel or what they're thinking at the time and I'm not so sure that's not such a bad a bad situation now one of the I'm sitting here looking at some notes that I had written about tonight and one of the one of the um I I have a daily word which is a unity book that I, I find a lot of inspiration from and there are three different aspects that even though I read different ones every day They come back to the same thing, staying happy and joyful, being in gratitude, and having compassion. And I'm going to have to say, all three of those have to start out from within. Because if every time you go shopping for clothes or for a new house or a new car, you get joyful and you get in the gratitude, that's great. But it's easy to be joyful and happy and in gratitude when things are going well. But the question is, when you're looking at what's life all about, it's really when it gets down. When things aren't going the way that you want them to go. And you're sitting there saying, well, Dr. Vicki, how am I going to be in gratitude when this happens or or when, you know, I've lost my job or I'm unhappy in the current work that I'm in, um, I've lost a family member. You know, how are you supposed to be joyful then? Well, I would say, I don't, I wouldn't say you have to be joyful then. I wouldn't even recommend someone to be that. That's a grief situation. Yet at the same time, when we're sitting in our day-to-day life, And today, I I worked today early on, and then I came back, and, you know, I helped a family member with some schoolwork, and I did some things that, that were just pleasant to do, and I could have gotten un kind of unhappy I could have or I could have not been in gratitude, but it's in those moments of day-to-day work that we have to really look at our thoughts and being joyful or happy within and being in gratitude. Now, years and years ago, I think it was back probably, you know, what's kind of um, scary to me now is that I am 
getting a little bit older, <laughs> uh, very experienced actually. And um, I go back and I'll say, oh, that happened five or six years ago. And I'm thinking, no, no, actually that was like 13 years ago. <laughs> and time is going by pretty fast, folks. I don't know about y'all, but for me, it, it can go by really fast. And so I was uh, studying science of mind, and there's no church, there's no group, there was nothing in the mountains where I, I lived, and there's no place now where, where I live now that has a science of mind uh, community. But I love what they teach because it's the power of speech, what your words are, and what your thoughts are. It's a very, very powerful group of uh, philosophy. I, I, I guess it could be a religion. I don't know. It depends on what your definition of religion is. It's just that they uh, – anyway, I bought, they just have it a, a wonderful way of helping you to stay focused keeping your thoughts intact and being joyful and being in gratitude and having compassion for yourself. Even when things are not quite the way you wanted to do it, you have compassion for yourself. You love yourself. And I was reminded a while back, I think, I don't even think it was around Christmas, but I thought to myself, if spirit loved us so much and loves us so much to bring us here on this planet, shouldn't we honor spirit, God, if you choose to call him God? It's, it's whatever is your nomenclature for your higher being, your higher source. Isn't it an, a tribute to that higher source to actually love yourself? So I want to just make a comment on that because if we don't love ourselves then how can we find purpose on this life or in this life if we don't love ourselves to care enough to honor that part of us that is connected to spirit and if someone were to ask me what's it all about through the years that I have experienced on this planet as Dr. Vicki or as Vicki, I have learned it's about connection, of connection to spirit. I can be outside as, as well as you and be in the city and still be connected. And you can be in the middle of the grocery store. You can be in the middle of a bad situation. And if you really stay connected, it will make a huge difference in how you perceive um, life. I mean, it is just um, amazing how connection can help. Now, I've noticed as I've been looking, because we're moving, and I've been looking around and seeing that more and more homes out in the country with land and creeks, they're becoming less and less available because more and more people want that connection with their higher self. And there's something about nature that brings that out. And I have to say, and I won't get into it until after the break in a few minutes, but I had an experience over the New Year's that really brought some some uh, awareness to me that I had not seen in, in years. So, but being connected, you know, how to stay in control of your own life 
without controlling others, because see, that's what's happening, y'all. In our, I don't get into politics on this show, by the way. So I, I will say in our world, though, that people are losing control of their own life. And by losing control of their own life, they're wanting to control our lives. So we're sitting here trying to do the best that we can and learn from others and, and you know, do what we feel like is best for us. But if somebody else is not in control of their life, eh, they may want to come in and meddle a little bit and, and try to clear your life up for them. Because you know what? As a family member told me, they can't clear their own life up, so they get mad. And when every time you get mad, you have to look within yourself to say, what is it about this situation that I haven't handled for myself? And that's one of the things that when someone works with me, I really push for that, for us to, to dive deep into that, because that's when you become free. That's when you become free and you say, what's it all about? Well, it's all about you and how you react to other people. And when you can gain that control, I think it's a lifetime journey myself. I don't know. Maybe there are people that have gained um, 100% accuracy on it, but it doesn't happen by sitting on top of a mountain because you're not communicating with anybody. It happens when you get out there in the world and have to relate to people. That's when you find out whether or not you have learned it. And I think sometimes that's why we, I want to sometimes just get away from the world because I don't necessarily want to have to confront that aspect of, oh, have I learned it? Oh, well, I hope I certainly hope I have. But um, sometimes it shows that that it needs a lot of improvement. So but I'm going to take a real quick break here on Living Your Soul's Journey and we will be back in just a few minutes. So grab yourself something to drink and I'll see you in just a moment. Ready to get unstuck, happy, and have some direction in your life? Then visit Dr. Vicki on Living Your Soul's Journey each week for insights, guidance, and information on her powerful programs for you. just tired of being stuck, unhappy, and having no direction in your life? Wouldn't it be great to be abundant and happy each day of your life? Listen in each Saturday evening at 7 Eastern Standard to Living Your Soul's Journey for insights, guidance, and ways for you to get rid of all that loneliness. Soul's Journey. This is Dr. Vicki. I want to share something that happened to me over the new year. And 
we're talking about living your soul's journey and what's it all about. Well, I went up to visit a friend in D.C. and I was, I haven't been to the city in years and had never been to D.C. And it was a, a time where I guess there was something going on with the government, a government shutdown. And so it was just a different kind of uh, energy at the time. Things, A lot of things were closed, if I remember correctly. But there was something that had an effect on me. There were a lot, I, I say a lot, maybe I saw eight or nine homeless people. And I didn't always see the homeless people themselves. I saw the tents that were, they were camped out in front of very lovely places in D.C. And I really pondered that when I got back home because I said to myself, what's it all about for them? Are they happier than I am? What got them in that situation? It's that their soul's journey to live like that? Maybe, you know, they don't have any responsibilities at all. I can't, I personally could not imagine living like that. But then again, that's not my soul's journey. So I just, you know, we have to have patience and compassion and gratitude for whatever we see because it made an effect on me. It's easy to judge it and be scared of them and, oh, say they're all going to hurt you and do bad things to you and all that. And I, I've heard it all through the years about, about that. But at the same time, there's got to be a compassion for that and an understanding and just do what you can if that's not your soul's journey to make sure you keep working so that, that you don't have to go through that. Now, there's a couple of things I want to share about what it's all about in my world. It's about energy. Now, life is energy. And no matter what you do in life, it all comes back to energy. Now, a lot of us have said, or at least I, I will ask you, have you lost faith in humanity? Do you ever get depressed? Do you have a kind of a bad situation with a, a relationship in your life or someone who's a former friend or relative? Um, have you ever been slighted in a relationship? And, and do you just sometimes feel like there's nothing that you can do to stop the powers that be? from controlling us. And I guess that would be more on a state and government type of thing, or maybe at work or something like that. Well, I'm just going to say in the field of energy, and I'm an avid training person. I never, as long as I, I breathe, I will be studying energy work. And Robert Tum is someone I met back in, I don't know, probably 2011, I believe. And he is the founder of Spiritual Energy Dynamics. And you can look on my website at uh, BBS and you can see uh, one of the shows that I did with him as my special guest. And Robert and I work together a lot on energy. I have my, my ways that, you know, I, I have been training with him for years and years and if I did not have that ability to work on my energies every day, especially when I'm working with other people or I've done, gone out and, and worked and had to be on the road or go to a, some store where there's a lot of energy, a big city has tremendous amounts of energy in it. And I think that's why so many people love to go to the country because you don't have that kind of energy. People's upsets, you know, you get on an elevator and you, you know, you feel somebody's upset. Well, you can pick that up or you can be on the phone with somebody. It 
if no matter what you do, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a healing practitioner, a doctor, a teacher, we all need to learn. And this is one of the things that I do when I work with people. It's just one aspect of it is learning how to work and control and utilize energy so that it works with you and not against you. Now, one of the beautiful aspects of spiritual energy dynamics that I am loving is that scientific research for a long time is a very complex, as as, uh, Robert had stated, linkage between health issues and spirituality. And the more spiritual that we get, then the more that we can understand that our health sometimes can be very connected to um, what's go- what's goes on in our in our lives. So if I'm very negative one morning, I will the first thing I'll do is my energy work. It doesn't take long. It does take training, but it doesn't take long. And the reason why you do that is you want to clear up what's going on with you and then you can be healthier you can feel better you can have a more positive attitude so i would highly recommend now oh by the way um you know he's going to be on the show next month we're going to be talking about channeling and how you have to be very careful of when you're channeling what you're channeling in because when you're looking at energy work you want to look at your advancement through your higher echelons of energy. So if you're upset, I try to make it as simple as I can. If you're upset, your he- your energy is very heavy. The wavelengths of energy, which go all through the universe, y'all, are very, very heavy. So when you are in a group of people that are upset, when you turn the news on and you watch TV... You, unless you're watching something funny, you are, and even then it can be heavy. The energy wavelength is, and I don't want to get too technical here, but the energy wavelength is very heavy and that pulls you down. It gets you irritable. It gets you grumpy. Um, You might want to have a drink at that point thinking that might help you to get away from that negative feeling, which doesn't help, but The other thing is when you're playing the piano or you're singing or you're doing artwork or you get out in nature, guess what? The energy wavelength is thinner. It's lighter. It's faster. So when you're just really in in a state of, I can't keep doing this, I'm stuck, I'm unhappy. Get out and walk. But even when you walk now, if you're in a city, you need to surround yourself with with energy because you still have to protect yourself um, from someone maybe that passed you by because we're all connected, y'all. It's no different than someone who is across the world and uh, let's say a husband and wife and and the wife is about to have a baby and the husband's in the Navy. He sometimes can feel when when something's happening and i know you've had that circumstance where you just get that sense and i'll tell you a real quick story about how energy works when i was um 17 years old i uh, lived in aiken and i was at a football game with some friends and it was eight o'clock i remember it 
just as if it happened yesterday. Eight o'clock in the evening on a Friday night, and um, the Aiken High School football game uh, was just starting. I think it was just starting or about to start or whatever, uh, or had been going on for a while. That's irrelevant. Eight o'clock, I said to whomever I was with, some friends, I said, uh, thankfully, I had my own car. I had my dad's little teeny, teeny car. And I said, y'all, I'm, I'm not feeling well. Something's wrong. I don't, I don't feel sick, but something's wrong. I, I have to go. I just have to go. And when I got back to my home in Aiken, the police were there. And my parents had gotten in a very serious wreck. And my mother died and came back. And I'm, I'm probably going to do a show on that as well. But she, it was at 8 o'clock when the wreck happened. And it took me about probably 45 minutes to an hour to get home from where the game was. So at that point, you know, everybody was looking for me. I mean, y'all have to remember, we didn't have cell phones back then. And I mean, that was in another century, if I recall correctly. And uh, so that's energy. That is connecting with energy. Nobody called me on the phone. I didn't get anything other than that connection with my parents. And when that happened, there was no doubt in my mind, even though I was not as spiritual as I am now, I still, my mother was extremely uh, spiritual. I still knew at that moment that I had been, I had been received. Now, some people could say, well, that was God talking to you. Well, whatever, that's still energy. That's that insight that I received you know, spiritually through energy waves that allowed me to know that something was not right. It wasn't me that was sick. I just knew that something was not right. So there are, there are very specific as Robert uh, was sharing in his, I think it was a, a, some sort of, um, let me see, self-growth comment that he had made that there's specific uh, vibratory rates that have been identified for physical, emotional, and mental healing purposes. And with a proper application, I'm reading right from his article, can be invoked to enhance existing healing activities. So when you're looking to make your life better, please be aware of energy. You know, it is very powerful in helping you to connect with yourself connect with others in a very, very healthy way. Now, I want to talk about what to do when you really, really, really get upset. Now, boy, when someone upsets you or you allow yourself to get upset for whatever reason, it can leave you with a feeling of out of control that you haven't become as spiritual as you want to. You may be not as religious religious as you feel that you should be because you got upset. I don't know. Have you felt that way before? Where you're like, I, I'm not perfect. I mean, I did this wrong. I've been working on this for a long time. I still didn't do it right. Well, there are three sources of wisdom that I want to talk about tonight before the show is over. What it is all about on your soul's journey to make it easier for you. 
the first thing to do when you get upset, if at all possible, we've got to make it simple. Because when we get upset, it's not easy to do some complicated something or another. So the first thing you got to do somehow is breathe. You've got to just breathe. And when you can get that breath in, that's your connection. That's a connection we were talking about early. Breathe in. Oh, if you can just remember to do that. Then change your mantra from fear or anger. Something based. And I've made a decision on what mine's going to be. You can make a decision on what you want yours to be. But it's got to be short, sweet, and change it. When that negative thought, and you know that negative thought that comes into your mind. You're used to it. You know what it is. And you know that you've got to change it. Because if you don't change it, then you spin off into a, a negative situation that loses the positive vibrational energy that is needed in this world to make things happen for yourself. Abundance, happiness, compassion, joy, and gratitude. For us to be able to have those aspects in our life, we have to have a different mantra going on. So if you've gotten upset and you say, oh, you know, I'm scared scared now. I don't think I can do that. Oh, what if I what if I don't have that happen or what if he does that or she does that? That's when you need to turn it around and say something to the possible way of saying life is a miracle for me. Only good things happen to me. And feel that only good things happen to me is a kind of long for me. I wouldn't be able to do use that one. I have to have something like Thank you for my blessings. Thank you. Just something quick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the one I use. I just go into this gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's it's to someone else hearing that, they might say, you know, she's nuts. And I don't really care. It's sort of like, um, uh, who was it that said it's okay if you don't like me? Not everyone has good taste. It's okay. <laughs> I kind of like that one. But the truth is, it doesn't matter if it works for you. And you say it internally. You don't have to be at work and sit there and say that out loud. But somehow or another, if you can get a conscious mantra going, quick, simple, breathe, conscious mantra, then that is going to shift. I promise you, that's from science of mind, it's from unity, it's from, I'm sure it's probably in the Bible somewhere that your thoughts, you know, do control you. And if you can change your mantra and make it short and sweet, and then, then truly be in a gratitude state where your vibrational energy, even if you say something like, I am blessed, I, I receive miracles, abundance, abundance, um, happy, happy, whatever you want to say. At that point, thank you to your higher self, to your inner child, and spirit all through the day. I wish I could tell y'all how many times through the day that I say thank you. It is constant. And I will also know when I don't say it, 
I can tell a difference in how life gets to me because, oh, I, I have days when I'm doing, I do work with lenders a lot and sometimes they can like, whoa, get, um, push my buttons to the point of um, just really, because I'm also, you know, I, I, I work in closings and when that happens, there's only one thing that will change it. I can't change them. It ain't going to happen. I cannot change them. But uh, a family member always says to me, be in gratitude, find something something to be grateful for. And as soon as I do that, it shifts. It shifts so dramatically and so quickly that I have learned that if I don't do that pretty quickly, then things kind of just go downhill from there. And you know what? It doesn't feel good when things go downhill. I mean, I ask you, does it feel good? It doesn't. And I can remember when I, even when I was talking to to Don with BBS Radio, and they went through all of that with Paradise, California and the fires, he would say something about being in gratitude for his dog, that his dog was alive, or maybe it was Doug's dog that was alive. And I was like, wow. These these guys get it. They may be going through tough, tough times, things that I can't even imagine, but they get it. The simplest little gratitude, thank you, or, oh, just something small, a breath. It's just a simple breath can connect us to our higher selves and to spirit. And I can't say enough about how connection in this world is important at this time. Something's going on in our world that feels a little disconnected. And I think maybe social media, I'm watching kids not being able to communicate. I, I did an appointment the other day and I watched uh, this man's kids. They never spoke a word. All they did was play with their electronics. They did not know how to communicate. And I thought to myself, connection with spirit. I can be in the in the radio um, in the car and be listening to the news, which I try not to do very often, or listening to even some nice music, and I don't get any messages from spirit or from my spiritual guides. As soon as I turn on a certain channel and it's very high vibrational, real high energy, very high frequency music, as far as the wavelengths are very, very um, thin and and light the messages just start pouring in. And I want to share that with you because one of the the reasons why I do what I do is, and, and I mean on the radio and counseling and, and advising and coaching, is because when we stay connected, it does something to our lives. And that connection is not necessarily just with people. But it's that connection with your source, because no matter where you are and no matter who's taken from your life, whether it be from a divorce or a loss of a friend or a family member who's passed away or a pet. And sometimes our pets can be the most damaging loss of all because they love us unconditionally. They love us in a way that people sometimes can't love us. And when those devastations happen to us, 
Sometimes the only thing we have left is our connection. That's all we have left. And I remember when my mother uh, was pretty much gone. Her body was gone. And and I was just communicating with her. I wasn't with her at the moment. as Well, spiritually, I was very much with her. And I asked her, I said, you know, Mother, you're gone. Your body's pretty much gone. It has been for days. Why aren't you just crossing over 100%? You're already crossed over. Your soul is crossed over. She said, well, God hasn't cut the cord, the silver cord. Or I think she said golden cord, actually. She said golden silver cord. And at that moment, about one minute later, they called me and said, your mother's gone. So it was sort of like, I guess she just needed to ask God, you know, why not just cut the cord? And then at that point in time, I felt joy like I've never felt before because she felt joy. She felt relief and she was, um, you know, with spirit, with, with her with her energy. So I hope that you have enjoyed this hour on living your soul's journey. Each week we're going to be taking a path of evolution for you to learn about astrology to learn about numerology to learn about karma to learn about ways to make your life better that is the reason why i do the show to give you insights about ways that you can be happier ways that you can be more content ways that you can feel like you're living your soul's journey in a way that brings you purpose. Because as we talked about early in the show, purpose is what gives us that reason to wake up. It gives us that reason to stay skinny if we want to stay skinny. You know, I have a purpose to keep my weight down because I want to feel good. <laughs> and and so maybe I don't see 100 people a day or maybe I don't have a relationship that I do it for. I do it for myself. And so that purpose is what we all strive for in everything we do to have purpose, to have fun, to have um, joy in our lives, and just life has to be purposeful and fun and happy. It doesn't have to be ha-ha laughter all the time, but we do need to feel like there's a reason why we're here and to have value for ourselves first so that life has value for us, then we can so beautifully help others to have value for their lives. So I want to thank you again for tuning in to Living Your Soul's Journey. You can go to my website at um, vickyford.com. That's V-I-K-K-E-F-O-R-D.com. And I have updates on who's going to be guest. And I try to put new data on my website every week. So I will look forward to hearing from you. And if you ever want to call into the show or just email me at info at VickyFord.com, feel free to do so. Until next week, have a beautiful, beautiful week and enjoy living your soul's journey. Good night. Thank you for listening in to Living Your Soul's Journey. Be sure and visit Vicki in her virtual home at VickiFord.com to learn more about you and how to overcome roadblocks in your path. Until next week, be in gratitude and thank you for tuning in to Living Your Soul's Journey.
Radio.